It's Football Friday, which means a brand new episode of Across the Line. Today, we get a little bit personal. It's been 12 months since I've been on the show, Chris. It's just flown by, really. Uh, for me, it's been a long 12 months, but yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we decided we wanted to do a little bit of a review session today. Just have a reminisce over the episodes that, episodes that we've done. Um, obviously in your 12 months and then the, the few months that we had uh, prior to you joining the show uh, and we uncover so much like it's nice to sit down and go through some of the episodes that we've done together uh, and think back to some of the, the key episodes that we've had really and, and discuss some of the highlights because it's it's been I think 30 episodes during the lockdown period this will be the 31st so there's, there's been a lot that we've been through uh, over this period. So it's nice to sit down, talk through some of those key moments, key episodes, the highlights for, for both of us. And uh, yeah, it was nice. It was nice to go back down memory lane and, and, and think about some of the really, really fun episodes that we've done together. Yeah, it's been a tremendous experience, this journey on Across the Line. And we really um, have a, a good look at everything. So we hope you appreciate this episode. If you do, Subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. Without further ado, it's a little bit of a look back of the last 12 months here on Across the Line. It's our 31st episode while on quarantine. Man, the time has flown by, Chris. We've been banging these episodes out. And you know what? I got to say, I am extremely appreciative of everybody who's been following along for the ride. Yeah, it's, it's been incredible. Obviously, we've been... We've been doing it for a while, it's very different surroundings compared to the studio um, that we normally find ourselves in. And uh, you know, while obviously that intimacy factor that you have when you're in a studio is, is great, it's obviously been really nice to connect with some of the different people that we've had who we normally wouldn't be able to get into the studio. So you know, the guys have been based abroad, um, getting people at different times of the day, obviously with, with their work schedules and whatnot. So um, I, think, I think it's been, it's been a nice way to sort of pass the time throughout this quarantine. A quarantine period and we've been able to speak with some spectacular guests from all over the world and that's been one positive from it um you know neil etheridge rob gear has been back on the show um we've had uh, a whole bunch of your friends actually who you've had an opportunity to to catch up with you know um we had the hammond set uh episode uh michael cunningham uh riz on racism goodness man um it's been amazing to be able to connect with some of these individuals who honestly i i wouldn't have ever imagined that I'll be able to speak with him. Yeah, I think obviously this is close to being one year for you. Yeah. Uh, one year on, on the podcast. So um, congratulations for that. Obviously, uh, late coming to the show initially as a, as a, as a guest. Yeah. Um, I think you came on for, was it ASCAL 11? Was that your first episode with us? That's right. Yeah, the, the all-time ASCAL 11, which was, you know, I was really thrilled to be a part of that program, you know, to be a part of that show. I, I had a hard time sleeping the night before, just running through all the, uh, the different options in every position. But, I, man, I really enjoyed that. And to be part of the show after that, is, it's been a real dream for me, you know. What's been some of the personal highlights for you during this, this past 12 months? What, what are things that stand out for you in some of the interviews that you've conducted? Uh, this is not a knock on you, but I did do a couple of um, solo interviews, both of which I, I really stick out in my mind. Um, um, not because you weren't there, but because of the individuals <laughs> that, I, that I spoke with. You know, Anto Gonzalez, um, I am a huge admirer of his, and uh, he's done spectacularly in uh, the college level. And to be able to speak with him alone and to really get his, his um, take 
and understanding of where we need to go moving forward uh, was a real treat for me. And then, of course, I spoke to the president uh, of the PFF, Nonong Araneta, and it was kind of nice to be able to see a side of him that people of our generation don't really know. You know, uh, his playing days were well removed from the time that we've been involved in knowing him. Uh, we know him as just the president, you know, but he's a real passionate person about the game and it was cool to be able to see a more personal side from him. So those two, I would say, are, are real standouts for me. But, you know, it's hard to choose from everybody else because we've had a lot of great interviews, man. And personally, if there wasn't anybody listening, I would still do them. I would still want to speak to these people. So that's how I feel personally. And so um, everyone is, is an opportunity to learn and, 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 and pick up new things. So just for example, Kevin Goko. Man, what an interview that was and, and learning from him and all the things that we've been wanting to see to know that somebody's already implementing it. That, that, that blew my mind away, you know? And, and it's these episodes that continue to keep that fire burning for to be involved in Philippine football. Because sometimes when things get a little crazy in this industry, you think, am I in the right place? Am I doing the right thing? Have I wasted five years of my life in this sport, in this country? And then you, you meet and talk to people like that and you think, man, there's light. There's light at the end of the tunnel. So yeah, um, there's a lot, Chris. What about you? Yeah, that, yeah I, I, really, I, I really enjoyed your episode of Antoc Gonzalez. I remember I was actually stuck in traffic going to a coaching conference when I listened to that one. Mm. And uh, I was really disappointed when I had to get out of the car and actually go to the seminar because uh, he was a really engrossing character. Anto. I mean, I've known him for a long time. Mm. And um, so some of his story I was quite familiar with. But, you know, knowing that he came from predominantly like a basketball background initially and then yeah. kind of accidentally was thrust into football, is, it was really interesting because I guess he's such a student of the game. I always just assumed that he was always in love with the game, but it wasn't. It was actually just a pretty fluky um, turn of events that actually enabled him to, to even start playing football. So yeah. uh, I, really enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed that interview. I think you're right. That was, um, that was one that I particularly enjoyed. Um, going back on your point about being a soloist, I think my, one of my personal favourites then was, was Alvin Acampo, if we go tit for tat. Uh, with uh, with episodes where we were where we were riding solo, uh, that 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 for me was a was a really fun episode. Again, similar with Anto, actually known him for a long time. Very passionate about the game here in this country specifically, and um, just wanted to give him the platform to to to, to speak his mind because he'd obviously been on before um, on social media talking about some of his grievances with the game, some of his yeah. hopes and dreams for how he wanted the game to develop. So just wanted to give him the platform and the outlet maybe to, to explore and expand on that a little bit further. Um, so that was an episode I, I really enjoyed. And then going back to what you were saying about um, problems that you've encountered, I really like the Daniel Bennett episode that, that we did together. Um, you know, talking about a country in Singapore, uh, you know, first world country, you know, so many uh, affluent individuals who live in that, live in that country, an abundance of opportunities. And yet they still have so many problems within their domestic game. And it doesn't sound nice, but it was actually nice to hear that, that countries like Singapore have problems because, you know, we obviously talk and, and speak about some of the issues that we encounter here. Um, and then lo and behold, he comes on the show and says, look, actually the grass isn't always greener on the other side, Chris, you know, these are the, some of the experiences and problems that we have. And, um, you know, 
that that was actually quite refreshing to hear um, some some of these other countries that perhaps on paper or from the outside looking in have have stronger infrastructures, but but they too still have still have issues. And the way their perception has changed of the Philippines over the last few years, right? I mean, when we speak about our problems, they look at us like, man, what are you talking about? You guys are on top of the world, right? <laughs> so it, it is quite interesting to understand that, you know, your perspective is so easily shaped by the things that you read and the things that you see. But, you know, what it really is on the ground level is completely different, right? I mean, everybody's going through trouble now. Um, and now we're starting to see who uh, among the, the leagues in this region are most prepared for um, this crazy situation that we find ourselves in, you know? Um, even places like Singapore, as you mentioned, don't have a league ongoing at the moment. They've been trying to get off the ground again, but they've been finding it difficult. You know, Malaysia is in a better place. Thailand's in a better place. But Vietnam is about to get started again. But Indonesia, for example, it's not, they're not ongoing. So we find ourselves in, 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 in a similar boat with leagues that have, are well, uh, way more well-established than ours, right? I mean, when you look at Liga 1, man, that's, that's 20 teams and a lot of support behind that, but they can't get off the ground. So um, it's, it, it's so interesting to be able to see those different types of dynamics. And it's only possible by speaking to individuals like Daniel Bennett. Who would have thought, right? Daniel Bennett, I used to see that guy on TV all the time, like, Suzuki Cup, right? Suzuki Cup in Singapore and Daniel Bennett. Those things were synonymous with one another and um, kind of trippy, to be honest, to be able to, to, to speak with him. Yeah, I think, again, I think that, that aspect of having these podcasts, these episodes, I think is, is you know, bringing those seminal moments to, to life and then also giving the different perspectives. I think that's what I've really enjoyed um, in doing these, these podcasts. You know, we, we talked to, to Simon McMenemy, for example, and in his podcast, you know, he gave us a completely different uh, perspective on how we saw the 2010 Suzuki Cup campaign. I mean, yeah. we've had Rob Gear on the show. We've had um, uh, Neil Etheridge on the show, you know, and we all talk about it from the, the player perspective. You know, Anton Del Rosario speaks about it from, uh, you know, from his, his position. We never really thought about it from, the coach's perspective, you know, I haven't really heard him talk about it all that, that often. So to have his perspective on it, and it was completely different. It was completely different to how I perceived it as a, as a player and maybe how other people perceived it as fans. Um, and it was really nice to kind of get that, that outlook because I think how we see things is obviously only through that, that, that individual's lens. So yeah. to have that different perspective on things through the recounts of different individuals, it, it, it just brings that story to life and adds an extra layer and actually dimension to, to what already has been, you know, uh, you know, a wonderfully told story. So um, that's something that I've really taken from, from doing these podcasts. It's just the different dy uh, dynamics and different dimensions that you add to, to some of the familiar and, and well-documented stories. And the untold stories, Chris, right? I mean, Simon McMenemy, the way he got the job, um, the turmoil that he was going in emotionally, mentally, knowing that this was well beyond his scope of expertise, yet he was taking on a job and, you know, finding his way in a foreign land and um, feeling disrespected at the press conferences when everybody was writing us off. You know, these things are uh, little nuances to the tale that, gets the slip through the cracks you know and 
it was pretty cool to be able to recount those things. And, you know, the conversation that we had about youth, let's uh, look back at, let's say, somebody like Will Valtos who came onto the show mm-hmm. and gave us a perspective on what it takes to make it into the college game or go- going abroad for college to hone your game there, you know? Um, I imagine that there's a lot of kids who listen to us, a lot of your academy members who are tuned in and, and figuring and listening to that and thinking, man, you know, I got to think bigger maybe. You know, maybe I don't have to just focus on the schools that ha- are here in the country. Maybe I can go abroad. Uh, it's nice to see that different perspective and, and the amount of work actually that goes into finding your way into a place like the United States to play your ball. I mean, Will Valtos, that was a really enlightening one for me. Yeah, so Will, I don't know if you know this, but Will's school just got uh, the number one ranking in the US uh, really? this season. Yeah, just, yeah, it's just come up. So, uh, you know, Wake Forest again, you know, really leading the charge in, uh, in the collegiate game in the US. They're, they're, they're going great guns at the start of the season. So uh, congratulations to them. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think it sheds light to, to the possibilities of what's out there. Um, for young Filipino talent, you know, it's not. It doesn't have to be such a linear path um, compared to what it was maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago. It doesn't have to be okay. You go to high school, you go to college, uh, you know, play at a prestigious school, and then try to figure out, you know, a, a way into the professional game. It doesn't have to be like that anymore. You know, there, there's so many different pathways that you can take. And obviously, you know, William Valtos, for example, went down that route through via, via Bangkok, um, uh, sorry, well, Phuket in Thailand, um, came back for a while, then went to, to the US, is forging his way over there. Who knows where his, his career is going to end up? You know, we'd love to see him playing on the professional stage. Uh, Mark Winhofer uh, mm. is, is another one who's done something similar. That he's, um, he's over at Yale. I mean, Yale's a phenomenal academic institution. So you know, whether he decides to pursue his football career, there's, there's, there's sort of talk about him potentially going into the MLS after this season. That you know, wow. he's, he's really got a real buzz about him um, over in the US at the moment. So yeah, I think that, that's, that's a potentially really, really good story for, uh, for homegrown talent. If we can get someone who's come through the system here, going and playing in a, in a big league abroad, that would be fantastic. A huge feather in, uh, in our cap. Um, obviously, we had Harvey Goeso on the show, who, who went through a more is going through a more traditional route. Uh, yeah. Obviously, announced shortly after he came on the show that he was going to go um, into the uh, ADT setup. Um, so, you know, even though there are guys who are forging their own path, he's gone down the more traditional route. Uh, did very well in the Sea Games, for example. Was obviously called up to the national team. Was involved with the Suzuki Cup. Um, so, yeah, again, just highlighting his story and how he got to where he's got to uh, in, in his career. And obviously, I think it's nice to see um, these young kids who are about to embark on, this, on, on their careers and how they've got to that stage and tempering that with some of the more established players that we've had on the show, you know, talking about how their careers have been over a you know, 10, 15, 20-year span, for example. Yeah. So it's nice to kind of have that, that um, spectrum of, of, of experiences, both guys who are about to embark on their professional journeys and those who've had, you know, very long season careers. You speak of people like Nate Berkey, Louis Clark, individuals who have hung up their boots. Um, man, those episodes for me were, were great because I know these individuals, you know, I, they, I'm, I'm friends with them. But when you sit down and speak with an individual for an hour or more, you get to get into the nitty gritty, you know. And it's, it's spectacular to see uh, that these guys 
and the memories that they've created here in the Philippines, you sort of just gloss over them sometimes. But man, these things stick and really attach themselves to a person's, not only their memory, but their identity of who they are, you know? And when you've been around the game for uh, as much as we have, let's say over the last 10 years, just for an example, it's like when you're in it, when you're living it, it's easy to just gloss over it. But when you look back at it, it's like, man, that was a classic moment. That was the moment that could have changed things. Or this was the moment that changed that person's life. And I guess doing the, the, the podcasts, it makes me more attuned to what I'm getting myself into right now and the moments that I'm, I'm, I'm getting myself into. Um, in, for example, in this pandemic, right? This quarantine period, you're going to remember this forever, right? When we're 60 and we're gray or whatever, we're going to look back at the time of the pandemic and how we conducted ourselves, right? And um, the things that we had to overcome and, and things that we went through. Um, so I guess it just gives you more of a perspective that, man, you got you to... Gotta, how should you say, like, uh, savor these moments, uh, whether it's good or bad, the highs and the lows, it's all that what, what makes fun storytelling at the end of the day, right? Which I hope when the time comes, we'll be speaking our, our stories, you know, not just an ask me anything for Chris Great, which may be, you know, a real in-depth interview, which I still want to do, by the way, I, I'd like to be able to speak to you, um, me as interviewer and you as interviewee, nobody else. Not that I don't like other people's questions, but it gets in the way of the flow sometimes. Yeah, is, is, is that because you already said you like to do episodes without me. You've already, you've already, you've already established this uh, on, on camera. So, so it's um, not personal. I don't want anybody else involved. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing you kind, of, yeah, you kind of sputtered me up a little bit by saying if, if it's me interviewing you, then it's okay. Um, but yeah, no, I would, love to do, I would love to do one. I would love to do one and maybe... Um, set a few things straight and maybe that's something that we would do down the line maybe when the studio opens up we could we could get it in the rooms and you can see the whites of my eyes and uh get a real gauge for the for the true me but um yeah i mean there's just actually that's why we do it isn't it it's why we do it we'd love to give people the platform we love to give people the opportunity to speak and um i think it's uh it's definitely been been enjoyable especially during this this pandemic period to, to try to connect and speak to people who we wouldn't normally have uh, have, have the opportunity to but um, if you're going to ask me those are questions there's one question that I want to ask for you really is you've established you know some of the more fond episodes that, that, you, that you've had um, mm. over this this 12 month period but any, any surprise packages any any interviews that you were like wow I didn't I didn't expect to to hear that from that person or any, anyone's personality completely different to how you perceive them on the field hmm you know I would say Bienvenido Marañón. He's the yeah, freshest fine. in my mind right now. But I always looked at Bienvenido as a bit of a nasty character, right? He's got a bit of a nasty streak on him with him when he's on the pitch, right? He's not going to take any nonsense. He's, he's very quick to pressure the referee. He, he's got some antics, I suppose, when you're on the opposition side that could rub you the wrong way. And I didn't know him personally at all, right? I knew him as a thorn in the side of Kaya and as, as I said, kind of a, a, a nasty character at times, but getting to know him, it was so weird. It was so weird. Like, how is he the you same very guy? Conf- you seem very conflicted during it. You were like, I could see it in your face. You start to think, I quite like this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I quite like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly that. You know, like um, all the signs point to the fact that I'm not supposed to like this guy, but yet he's, 
a different person. You know what I mean? And, and it is another lesson in just separating the character from the person, right? Se- separating the character on the pitch to the character he really has as a, as a human being. And when you get to a chance to separate that, it, it becomes clear who they really are. And, and it's nice to see that his heart's in the right place and, you know, him gunning for naturalization. I'm on the team, go Bienve, you know what I mean? Now it's like, let's get him out there. Let's get him the yeah. shirt. Let's get him the, national, uh, the, the nationality that he wants, right? So he can stay here in the country and, Honestly, I feel like he'd be a, a great asset to Philippine football. But those pleasant surprises, as you said, you know, there's, a, there's been a, quite a few of them uh, yeah. on this episode. One that I was not a part of, which I really thoroughly enjoyed listening to, um, I would say is the Simone Rota episode. And I think anybody who has not tuned into that one, that one is, you know, I think a lot of people look at Simone and, you know, he lives in an orphanage and whatnot. It's like, people are quick to brush it off as like another um, heartwarming story to tell that this guy is coming back and helping in the orphanage. No, this is like the, the, the trauma that guy has gone through uh, from a, a young kid being taken to Italy. And you think, Oh, you grew up in Italy. It was a life of privilege again. No man. I, that, that episode brought tears to my eyes more than once in that episode. And, um, Simone is part of Kaya. So I get a chance to speak with him on a regular basis. And it's, it's, it's amazing to see where he is now, what he's gone through, the things that he had to overcome to, bear, to be where he is now. And you know where he lives now? In the orphanage. That's where he's staying during this pandemic, where he could be helpful, where he could be around um, the, the sisters and to be around the kids who were in his position at one time. So beautiful individual, you know, and, and, and it's not possible again without a proper conversation. So it's unique to be able to sit down with somebody sad, how unique it is, to be honest, like we should be doing it more often on a regular basis with our friends and our family, but sitting down without any phones, without any distractions for an hour and a half is sadly very, very rare. So yeah, it's, it's been a tremendous honor to be, uh, doing this show, hosting the show with you, and just the the individuals that we've been able to 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 speak with, man, wow, unbelievable. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I think the BNV one was was a surprise, in a sense that, as you as you illustrated, I didn't really know him that well. Probably a little bit better than you. We bumped into each other on the circuit a little bit, and uh, he's always very nice, always very pleasant. When you meet someone face to face, if it's just those one or two minute tran- uh, transactions, it, it's it's you still go away thinking, hey, "Is that that horrible, nasty piece of work who's you know uh, yeah. play acting or arguing with the referee or gesticulating, you know, c- complaining about a foul, this and that?" But then once you speak to him and you see that he's pa- he is passionate about the Philippines and he's passionate about wanting to uh, you know live in here post career set up his life here, you know, maybe have a family here, set up his businesses here. You, know, you come away thinking, yeah, he's a, he's a pretty nice guy, pretty stand-up <laughs> guy. And um, it would be great if he wore the Philippine shirt because I think he would, he, would, he would wear it with pride. And uh, I don't know about you, but I've had a lot of feedback from it, Jing. A lot of feedback from people saying, look, really enjoyed that episode. Completely different picture to how you imagine him on the field. Mm. Uh, different, different character off it. I think that is also something that we're, we're all probably quite guilty of. There is an assumption of that, that persona that you have on the field 
carries over into your into your private life or into your, your personal life and it's very very seldom the case very seldom the case yeah. so um you know and, and i think you know, going through these other podcasts that we've had with other other guests you, know, you need to have this different persona when you're on the pitch you need to be ruthless you need to be uh, a, a winner you need to fight you need to scrap uh you know, maybe the dean hammond one was a great example of yeah. that you know like how you need to have this single-mindedness in order to, to succeed and if you don't have that it's going to be very difficult for you to have longevity in this game um so yeah i think i'm, I'm hoping that a lot of those those interviews have been able to give again that different dimension a different perspective on, on, on some of the interviewers um interviewees sorry because i think that's that enables them to bring their football persona to you know a more well-rounded human being that people can can really get to know and, and, and understand their personalities i totally agree with you i think the simone rotter one is, is maybe the most emotional one that we've done uh difficult to keep it together in, in the studio i probably being quite frank when we uh, when we did that those episodes um Obviously, when you're when you're doing these interviews, you hope you can draw things mm. out of people, um, and it it was just it, it were times during the interview where my mouth was just open, like I can't believe the, what these words are coming out of his mouth. I can't yeah. believe he's being this open. And it goes back to what you said before. I've been teammates with him for probably four or five years, known him for probably eight or nine. None of those things we knew about yeah you know and we're not talking about someone you you, you see occasionally we've been camps together for months yeah yeah you know what i mean you eat breakfast lunch and dinner with him every day which is awesome right because like it needs to be a particular setting to to come up with such emotional uh um, exactly right it's not like you're gonna exactly. you know do it over breakfast with the rest of the team no. right so and i think it's something that he couldn't share it's yeah. not something you're going to do over, over, you know, over a morning coffee and just be like, Phew. you know, contemplate suicide once, Chris. You yeah. know, it's, it's, not, it's not going to come out, you know, or, you know when you're eating your toast or whatever. Exactly. It does, you know, you need to sort of draw it out of these individuals. And um, the shocky one was similar. The, the, obviously, the mm. very first podcast that we did, I had no idea about his, his background with his, you know, his, his, his dad being a boxer and obviously yeah. him taking it home uh, at times and, you know, having that sort of volatile background, uh, you know, led Chucky to do some, do some naughty stuff growing up. You know, yeah. he was quite open about that, that he was a bit of a tear away when he was a kid, but you know, how that helped sort of shape him as he, as he got older and uh, you know, how he really values his, his, his family time now and, and, and how he is as a father. Like um, it's, it's, it's until you sit down and have these conversations with these individuals um, that's when you really start to get the, the the full picture about what these people are all about, and uh, exactly as you said, that that that's why we do these podcasts to, to try to bring these these football characters to to life, and, and hopefully you get to see the the the, the, the broader spectrum of, of what each individual person is. is like was actually, off, off the pitch. That was actually the beginning for me, and I reached out to you. I reached out to the Facebook page, put out a review. I remember listening as on my flight to Iloilo at that time and I, I had an hour to spare and I was like uh, the across the line podcast had just launched and Stefan Schrock was the first person. So I listened to it and I had flown there with Shermar Filonko um, who had had the unenviable task of having to mark uh, Stefan Schrock on several matches. And obviously those, a lot of those matches had turned nasty between Kaya and Serres. So 
um, it's obvious that there's already a way that he's framed in the mind of Shermar. And I told him, you got to listen to this. You got to listen to this episode. You're going to understand Shrock a lot better. And we separated ways that day. He had listened to it. And he's like, man, tremendous episode. And no, he's not like an English speaking guy, um, but he got the essence of who that person was. Right. And I remember thinking like, I can't wait to, be, to have an opportunity to do the same. Right. Uh, to be able to speak to individuals and, and, and tease these things out of them because I want to know the person, not just the footballer. And lo and behold, a few months later, I would be guesting on the show and then later on being your co-host. Um, it's crazy how that, that pans out, you know? Um, it's, it's, it's a corny thing to say, but it's like your, your, your energy sort of like it reciprocates back to you. What you're looking for comes back to you in some strange form. And I wasn't trying to get on the podcast. I was just expressing my appreciation the podcast existed um and eventually the it opened up and here i am and i i have to be extremely grateful to you extremely grateful to toby um who produces the show um for thinking that i could i could add something to the show to, to bring something to it and something positive and hopefully um it's not something that only you guys see but the listeners <laughs> as well and those who have been watching that um i, I like doing this man I, I have a tremendous passion for it and we were just speaking a little bit prior to the start of this episode that listen, we, we would do this even if whatever, you know, like if we asked our, uh, each other that, Hey, would you like to sit down just so we can speak to somebody regardless if it was a podcast or not, we'd love to do it. So, wow. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to the episodes that we have in the future, man. Like the sky's the limit, you know? And I, I genuinely believe that Philippine football, regardless of all the trouble that it's, had to overcome is in a special place there's going to be interesting and exciting things to transpire and hopefully we'll be there every step of the way to not only share the news inform people but give that take that is a little bit deeper a little bit more nuanced than what people um tend to comment on on the internet because you see a lot of people who spout a lot of things as if they know what's going on but they don't you know there's a lot of dynamics at play and yeah, the more that we do this, the more that it becomes clear that these things exist. Um, one guy that I want to mention before uh, anything is uh, that conversation that we had with Ryan Phoenix. Man, I've been working with that guy for 10 years, man. And to know about where his roots came from and uh, the, it, it's so much fun to be able to speak with friends in this manner, you know? So um, long may it continue that we can continue yes, to sir. do this. Yes, yeah, it's, it's so funny you brought it up because uh, Neil Etheridge called me last night and he said, I'm, I'm listening to the Ryan Phoenix episode right now. He said, I'm loving it, really, really enjoying it. Um, so yeah, totally agree with that. The, the Rick Oliveira's one is the same. You know, it's about, you know, these guys have been the informants, mm. you know, for, for so many football fans over, over the course of these years. And it's nice to have them, rather than tell other people's stories, it's nice to hear them give their own story and then yeah. their own version of the events as well. So no, I totally agree with you on that one. I really enjoyed the, 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 those, those individuals who came on with a, with a different, different background, different, uh, different focus, different uh, um, elements to, to their personality, not just the guys who were performing on the pitch, but also the people with, um, with the backstories, with, with the information from, from the other, other angles, other perspectives. It was great to have them on the show. We even did the Southeast Asian Games one. Man, you know what's funny about those episodes that we did? I recall individuals who were going to play 
in games, in the Southeast Asian games who had tuned into our episodes and felt pumped up by it. Mm-hmm. The, the women's team, especially, they were like, man, they're talking about us. Uh, they get where we're coming from. We get their fu- the fight that we're, we're embarking on. And it was pumping them up before a, a big game. And I was like, wow. That, that, that never even crossed my mind that, that, could, that we could have that effect, you know? So it's cool. Yeah, I, think, yeah, I like that. I really like that episode. Like we, we spoke about it we with some of the ladies that were listening to it on the bus or the way they, they were getting amped up. Um, we've had the kids, the Academy kids from Kaya on the show before. And, uh, you know, I know that they were, they were pumped up afterwards, you know, to hear themselves and watch themselves on, on, the, on the channel. Um, and, and really what we hope from that is we inspire, don't we? We inspire some other young players to be like, I want to be like Harvey Gero, so I want to be like Wolf Alto, so I can see myself going to America and playing. I can see myself playing in that as kind of element squad. Uh, if you're a young girl, I, I could be the next Ina Palacios and go and play as a goalkeeper for the national team in a C yeah. Games or, a, or an Asian Cup. You know, you know what I mean? I, I think that's, we've got to really highlight that because if, if like I said, we, we speak about Philippine football a lot. But if we don't do our part to inspire the, the next generation of people coming through, uh, it could be a kid, it could be a parent who's trying to get their kid into the game, uh, it could be a young coach who, who's, who's trying to look for some sort of inspiration when working with their, with their young teams, you know, then we're not doing our job. So we've got to make sure that we do that. Um, you know, obviously, when there are some negative things, we have to comment on that and hope that we can improve those um, by highlighting some of the issues. But... But definitely, I think we, we, we try and do our best, don't we, to, to inform and to, to provide um, opportunities for people who are doing really good things to, to have that aspirational element and to inspire those people who are looking to aspire to that level. Yeah, 100%. Man. And every person that, that messages and, 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 you know, sends us their appreciation, it means a lot. It really does, you know. Like, um, even if it's just like, thank you for the episode, it's like, somebody listened today. That's good, you know. Like, it really gives me a buzz every time. And um, it's given me this opportunity. You know, I've, I've, I've been speaking with other people in the, in the football community. I've had opportunities to interview people, but not like this. Um, so um, I appreciate it. One year has gone by so quickly, Chris. <laughs> uh, I was counting just the amount of episodes that we did in, in, in lockdown. As I mentioned, 30 episodes, man. This is our 31st in, in lockdown. I mean... We haven't stopped though, and that that I appreciate that we, we we didn't actually take a break. We didn't need time to like figure things out. No, we went. We just kept going. And yeah, if I'm honest, I might be a different person if we didn't have it <laughs> mentally, yeah. emotionally. I might be a bit of a wreck if I didn't have something to look forward to. Like, oof, I'm gonna be speaking to some interesting people this week. Like, if I didn't yeah. have that, I don't know, man. Um, this might be a, a lifesaver for me. Yeah. I also think, Jing, it's, it's nice for us to have this episode, this review episode, um, take a little look back on, on, on the, some of the things that we've done over the past 12 months since you've been, uh, since you've been involved uh, and kind of go through them. Because I think it is very difficult to, 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 for us to gain perspective during this period because it, it, each day sort of blends into the next, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So I think it's nice. We're at a nice point now where, I think we're at the, the, the point where hopefully the PFL is about to kick off. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's going to start coming thick and fast and we'll be reviewing games and we'll be hopefully commenting on, on the action. So uh, before that starts, I think it's nice for us to, to, to sit down, have a conversation, have a little look back over, over the time that we've had um, through your first 12 months on the show. 
and uh, just think back over some of the really, really good episodes that we've had. And uh, I think it's, it, it's good to sort of get that perspective for, for ourselves because it's very easy to kind of uh, get carried away. And obviously, like you said, thank you to everyone who's, who's tuned in over this period because um, it, it means so much to us. And uh, you know, we, we'd like to try to reach a broader audience, a bigger, bigger uh, spectrum of individuals from within the footballing world. So. You know, if they could, if they like it, share it, tell a friend, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, it makes a huge difference because, uh, as as you said, I think we're, we're doing a doing a great service for the for the Philippine football public and and the broader football public as a whole. Um, and we want to continue doing it, don't we? Because we we do we do enjoy it. So uh, all of those guys have written in, sent us messages. It that's what gives us the fuel to want to do it, uh, do it even more. So yeah, we have to give a big shout out to those people to to because they've been giving us that, that ammunition to, to want to further the show, keep developing the show, and keep wanting us to meet every week to, to talk about Philippine football. 100%. Uh, not possible without you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And for those who are just new to the show and, and tuning in, this is probably not the best one for you guys to get started with. <laughs> it's a bit of a review, but actually it might be a good one. A bit no, of it a... Might be, no, I think yeah, it might be, mate. might be, yeah. I think, hopefully that might have piqued some people's interest. You know yeah. what I mean? I'll, I'll, I'll go back and I'll listen to that one. I'll listen to that episode about yeah. Harvey. I'll listen to that episode about Simone. And so no, know, maybe, maybe it could be a good one to, to get out to some, some people. Some great episodes, to be honest, um, without blowing smoke <laughs> up our own behinds this there's some quality conversations here and um we'd appreciate it if you guys have a look at uh, at all the different people that we've had on the show right scott cooper for example we didn't even mention him uh, that was a great episode so look back have a have a gander at the the many many videos that are out there and um get to know some of the personalities in philippine football a little bit better but yeah youtube spotify apple Podcasts, we're there subscribe to it like it, rate and review it. Man, it means a lot to us. It really does mean the world to us. Um, and you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and on Instagram. Uh, that's it, Chris. I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody who's tuning, uh, tuning into the show. And uh, we look forward to the next one. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you uh, speaking about all of the episodes that we've had. It's, man, it's been tough trying to think, think of all the episodes that we've done in this lockdown. Like you said, I mean, I, I apologize if we miss people. Like Chiefy Caligdon. He mentioned his episode, Rob Gear, Rob Gear's yeah. episode. You know, like we've done some episodes, mate. So you know, it's I think it's understandable we might miss a few people out. So if there's people listening, guess who had on the show? We've missed out. Sorry, guys. Yours, <laughs> James Young husband, awesome episode, 50th episode. Can't forget him. But um, yeah, it, it's been it's been wonderful. It's been a great journey. It's been brilliant to have you on. It's been a real privilege to get your insights for the past 12 months. So hopefully, we look forward to another 12 months and many more years to come on, on this uh, on this show but uh, yeah again thanks again for everyone for tuning in thanks everyone for listening and we really really appreciate it see you guys next time for the next football friday